When I'm losing the fight When my power won't suffice Where could I go from your presence? Where could I hide from your love? I'm up against Where could I go from your presence Where could I hide from your love Ever your faithful Lord True to your promises Ever your faithful Lord Mercy never fails No matter where it finds me Your mercy never fails Before me and behind me the saints of Central Vineyard. It is my absolute privilege and honour to write to you this week. I hope you find this letter encouraging after what is no doubt another challenging week of lockdown. Today I write to you about faithfulness, which is the next fruit of the Spirit in our series, Be With, Be Like. My sincere prayer for us is that we would have a fresh revelation of the God who is described as abounding in faithfulness and be filled with His Spirit to reflect this faithfulness into the world. I have really been enjoying this series. To me it has felt like an echo of one of my favourite Psalms, Psalm 1, which describes a person who is blessed, someone who has nothing to do with wickedness, but rather they are delighting and meditating on the law of the Lord. Or as another translation puts it, the instruction of the Lord. This person is likened to a tree that has been planted by streams of living water, which bears its fruit in season. The tree is connected to a life-giving source and is bearing the fruit of that new life flowing through it. And considering this, I couldn't help but wonder what be with, be like was for Jesus. Could it be that he is the perfect fulfilment of the person described in Psalm 1? He is that tree that is planted by the streams of God, the one who truly delighted, meditated, and faithfully outworked God's law. If that is so, could this be part of the answer for us on how we are to abide in God's faithfulness? The Gospel writers tell us that Jesus often withdrew to pray by himself. I wonder how much of his prayer life was him praying the Psalms, meditating on the Torah, or considering the prophets. Faithfulness is the quality of being faithful. Both the Hebrew and Greek words used in the Bible to communicate this idea have a breadth of meaning, ranging from truth, reliability, loyalty, consistency, fidelity, firmness, and trustworthiness, 
If you want to dig a bit deeper, the Bible Project video on the Hebrew word emet is a good start. But because God is faithful in everything he does, every work and action of his becomes a testimony of his faithfulness. So there are innumerable ways in which we could meditate upon the faithfulness of God. A good example of this is Psalm 136. 26 times the psalmist recalls an act of God, and 26 times they respond with the exclamation, His faithful love endures forever. Today, that's what I want to draw our attention to. God's faithful love towards humanity and His commitment to renew and restore creation. Although I do not want to discount myself from being used by God, there is something not right about a 34-year-old talking about the faithfulness of God. I mean, is 34 years really enough time to make any objective claim on the faithfulness of God? According to some studies, the male brain isn't even fully formed until it's 30. And that was only a few years ago. <laughs> Maybe my 80-year-old aunties in India who have seen and experienced far greater range of joys, sorrows, and yet call God faithful might be a better voice. Or we could turn to the generation of saints who have gone before us. Those who have called God faithful in the face of persecution, poverty, famine, mental health challenges, chronic illness, and all other manner of suffering. While God's faithfulness can be seen in each individual life, I think it benefits us to take a step back and hopefully stand on a more concrete view of the faithfulness of God. What we might need to consider was a collection of stories over an extended period of time. Stories like those of Adam and Eve, Abraham and Sarah, Jacob and Leah, Joseph, Israel, Moses, David, Esther, and the list goes on. Stories that trace God's faithful love for humanity and his commitment to renew creation. Enter the scriptures or our Bible. The scriptures are a collection of stories a continuing narrative of God faithfully working in and through his people. They start with creation and end in new creation. From the beginning to a new beginning, it's an eternal story. Just the kind of story that makes sense of a God who is not bound by time and space. We all know the story, but how much of this big narrative is influencing our everyday lives? And how much of our story is being lived in the context of this much larger narrative of God and His faithfulness. The faithfulness of God proven in these Old Testament stories provided the context for Jesus' identity, call, vocation and mission. They ultimately enabled Him to be faithful even to the cross, even unto death. He knew that His Father was trustworthy and faithful. Jesus entered into the story and played his part, and now because of his death, resurrection and ascension, he has enabled us through his spirit to be part of the story of God's faithfulness. To further explore God's faithfulness, let's briefly remind ourselves of some key moments in the grand narrative of scripture. God speaks a good creation into being. This good and perfect creation is cracked by the influence of an evil force and the willingness of man to question God's trustworthiness. God's immediate response to humanity? Where are you? That's right, where are you guys? Then he covers their shame and nakedness. 
These simple actions at the very beginning reveal the heart of God. They speak of his love for humanity and show us his intention to redeem and renew creation. But the story continues. As one rabbi said, God made Adam, and when that didn't work out, he sent Abraham. God renews his commitment to humanity and makes a promise to Abraham that he will be the father of a multitude of nations, and that in his seed, or descendant, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. God is faithful to Abraham and Sarah, despite them trying to make this promise happen on their own. Or remember Jacob, a shady, lying character who steals his birthright and is perpetually on the run. Eventually, God's love and faithfulness catches up to him, and he proclaims, I am not worthy of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. God is faithful despite Jacob's insecurity and chaos. In Joseph's case, his own brothers betray him, but God is faithful to rescue, renew and bless his family. For many of us, we also have a story where God is the only one faithful in our situation. When the descendants of Abraham are enslaved in Egypt, God hears their cry, delivers them from oppression and calls them his own people. When the psalmist considered this, he wrote, He remembered us in our weakness. His faithful love endures forever. This becomes a theme for the Israelites. Even during the Babylonian siege, they remember in the Book of Lamentations. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. As hundreds of years pass, there are countless stories of God's faithfulness to his people and their consistent unfaithfulness towards him. Eventually, God appoints a new king over Israel, King David, and makes him an eternal promise, similar to the one he made Abraham. He promises him that his son will be king over an everlasting kingdom. And this, my friends, is why the New Testament starts with the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. There is a reason for the long list at the start of the Gospel of Matthew. We are drawn into a story not of men and women, but a story of God's faithfulness to his people. The beauty about all these stories for me is that God exhibits a special, loyal and faithful love to each individual. But at the same time, he has all of humanity and creation in mind as he weaves through his redemption plan despite our sin and frailty. When King David is faced with his own sinful faithlessness, he writes, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Faithfulness is not just a lovely character trait. It is something that God desires for us even before we were born. He is looking for people who are formed in faithfulness, faithful towards him, faithful towards one another, and faithful towards his creation. So what does all this look like practically? I want to suggest two simple postures, sitting and walking. Yes, sitting and walking. 
When Jesus was 12, he travelled to Jerusalem for a festival with his parents. When his family left for home, they left without him. Days later when he's found, he is found sitting. Luke in his Gospel comments, After three days they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Central Vineyard, let's learn from the boy Jesus. I want to encourage us to open the scriptures and sit with our rabbi. Let's consider the stories that gave context to his life and mission. Let's consider him so that our story, like his, might be faithfully integrated with the faithfulness of God. Returning to Psalm 1, like Jesus, we need to grasp what it means to meditate upon the Lord day and night. Jesus had a grasp of the scriptures that allowed him to face the deception of the devil, correct the way the Pharisees mishandled the scriptures, all the while being faithful to God and pouring out God's steadfast love to the people around him. The truth is, this does not come naturally to me. Before I was 18 years old, I'd read a grand total of zero books. In my younger years growing up in India, my worst subjects were languages. I had to study Kannada and Hindi. I was terrible at both of them. At the age of 12, when we moved to Aotearoa, the struggle continued. I was always scraping by in English. Reading was the last thing I wanted to do. Most of my spare time was cricket and more cricket. And in my later teens, I was obsessed with electronics and music production. Oh, the irony of writing you this letter right now. But something changed when I became a Christian at the age of 18. I started living the Christian life. And suddenly I needed to figure out how to do this life. So I started reading the Bible obsessively. I started doing it instinctively. It was a necessity for this new life I was called into. If you're struggling to engage with scripture or find it difficult to understand, may I humbly suggest that it makes a lot more sense when you're walking this life. In the book of Galatians, just before Paul is about to list the fruits of the Spirit, he calls his readers to action. He says, walk by the Spirit. And again after the list he states, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Faithfulness begins with small steps. Jesus said, he who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. What small steps is the Spirit asking you to take today? Is it keeping your word to your spouse or the promises you make to your kids? Is it turning up on time? Is it paying your bills on time? Is it being truthful about your mental health? Whatever it is that God is calling you to step into, these small Spirit-led steps of obedience end up reflecting the faithfulness of God and ultimately bring Him glory. Friends, this is not something to be forced. Consider the words of the Apostle Paul. The life I now live in the body, I live because of the faithfulness of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. God has ultimately proved faithful because he sent his only begotten Son for us, and there is nothing that can separate you from the faithful love of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, walk in the assurance of the faithful, steadfast, and unfailing love of God. My prayer for our community is that we are able to join with David in Psalm 26 
and say confidently, I have always been mindful of your unfailing love and have lived in reliance on your faithfulness. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, search our hearts and minds and make us a faithful people just as you are faithful. We ask in Jesus' name. We 
nothing with you, with you We lack nothing with you, with you When all our strength is gone You carry us on We lack nothing with you Behind 